Good morning, East Lansing. Welcome into Amazon 89 on WDBM. Happy Monday, mid-Michigan. Luke Tay with you for another morning commute. And Tay, a beautiful weekend. Warm outside. Lots of people doing lots of things. How was your weekend? It was great. I got to go mini golfing. Um, One of my favorite pastimes. But I will say yesterday was kind of deceiving because it was so windy that I couldn't step outside. It was 80 degrees, though. It was 80 degrees, but, like, how fun is it really being 80 degrees if you you can't walk in a straight line? That's true. <laughs> this is the windiest state in America, as my dad says. I think that's a certified fact, considering at least our time in mid-Michigan. Petition but, to change Lansing to the actual windy city. As opposed to Chicago? Mm-hmm. I would be in favor of that. Me too. <laughs> Did you do anything else this weekend outside that was fun? I mean... I have a lot of stuff to get into, but I want to talk about what you did this weekend. First. I like going on drives with the windows down, which is the most stereotypical thing I've ever said in my entire life. That sounds Michigan very resident. Midwest. Yeah, of yeah, you. yeah. But I did that. Uh, my roommate and I like went and got Qdoba and then sat on our porch and, you know, enjoyed the weather. That's about it. Qdoba, definitely better than alternative options. I agree. For fast food, Mexican. I'd say that for sure. But mini golfing, I, since being at Michigan State in four years, have never mini golfed <gasps> in this area. Oh, I, I, I don't even know a place to do that. <laughs> oh, Where, where'd you go? I went to, I don't know what it's called because my housemate always takes me there and I never have to drive. But there's this golf course way back past Lake Lansing, like, on Abbott. The south side? Yeah, on Abbott. Okay. And um, they have, like, a bunch of golf courses and a driving range, but then they have, like, an outdoor mini golf course that's like a golf course, but small. It's not one of those, like, cheesy mini golf courses with, like, the colored bricks and the windmills. It's, like, got sand traps and stuff. So do you have to take semi-full swings? Mm, or do you just probably get your putter a little, out? I, I, what no. clubs do you use? It's still, like, the mini golf putter. So it's there are sand traps in a mini golf course. Yes. <laughs> That's not really the point. Yeah, but this is why I'm so skilled at mini golf. Then you might as well just play <laughs> regular golf. Oh, no. I don't have the patience for regular golf. My dad has tried. Uh, all I want to do is drive the carts around aggressively too fast. Not for me. I mean, it sounds to me like with this version of mini golf, you're basically three or four steps away from regular golf anyways. But that's so. ideal. I'd like to keep an arm's distance away from real golf. So you definitely said that you enjoyed your time outside this weekend. Oh, yeah. I did, too. I I was in chase of history this weekend. I wanted to go see Miguel Cabrera's 3,000th hit in Detroit, which I did. Did you watch? Did you witness it on TV, or did I, you see it after the fact? I did not see it on TV live, but I knew that it was happening because my friend had my back and told me that it was happening because I'm a terrible baseball fan. Um, it's but not, he let it's me definitely know not what the, happened. your favorite of the he, he was watching. major so sports. Well, therefore, I got the updates. <laughs> Good. I was there 
me, along with a contingent of WDBM friends, went down Friday night because they were supposed to play the first game of their series with Colorado on Friday night. It was rained out, mm-hmm. even though it didn't start raining in downtown Detroit until about 9 o'clock consistently. But, you know, there's that unwritten rule in Major League Baseball where even if it's raining just a little at the start, the scheduled start of the game, it is not played. So that was very lousy. So a buzzer to that that easily could have gotten at least <laughs> six innings in. But one of my friends who I went down there with, a friend of the program, Jay DeCoster, you could hear him 11 to 1 here on WDBM on Sundays. He uh, has never been to Detroit because he's from Chicago. So I was able to, we were able to take him out to dinner at the Elwood. We walked down Woodward, checked camp, campus marshes. You act like I know anything about Heart Detroit Plaza. locations. We I, walked up and down the Riverwalk. Got we nothing. Stared I know. across the Detroit River to Windsor. Nope. So <laughs> we we checked off a pretty good amount of our Detroit Are those boxes. all of the like, iconic Detroit things that I've been In missing terms out of on? downtown. Uh, I've, we, been to the, I've been to the Tiger Stadium, but I just... We didn't really drive. <laughs> we we already parked downtown, so I didn't really want to take the car and drive somewhere else in the bad weather and and get out and jeopardize oh, in getting the, in wet the in ba- the rain. In the bad weather that you said they could have played baseball in. Yeah, but still, it's not <laughs> good weather for sightseeing. Would you want to see sights? Would you want to sightsee in forty eight degrees and dampness? Would you want to play baseball in forty eight degrees and dampness? I'd rather play baseball than sightsee. Mm, interesting. Sightsee is more luxurious. You need good and plus it's good weather dependent because for me, I live there and work there and know the city. But for Jay, I don't want his first memories of the city uh, to be crappy fair, weather. Fair. But that was still fun. We drove back to East Lansing and then the next day they played a double header. We stayed for both games because we wanted to make a day out of it. So we left East Lansing very early. Saw 3,000 in the bottom of the first inning of the first game. Mm -hmm. So Miguel took no time to get it done. It was very exciting to see. It was a beautiful day. Got up near 80 degrees. Not a cloud in the sky. Beautiful crowd at the park. Got to see some history. Got to see various impact families. Aiden Champion would later join us as well. Stuck around for game two. They weren't able to win, but then we came back here, and I was just absolutely beat because I was sitting in the sun all day. and But it was a very uh, fulfilling weekend. Yesterday I played in a pickup basketball tournament before it rained what? and stormed. So I think That's I was cool. able to fulfill my playing outside and hanging out outside duties yesterday pretty, pretty, pretty well. Love that for you. Of course, now it's going to be 45 degrees the rest of the week. So yeah. that really is unfortunate. But... Nevertheless, 517-884-8989 is the telephone number. As always, it was a beautiful weekend. We have a lot to catch up on. You can also tweet us at amzon89 underscore WDBM if you're interested in talking a little bit about what you did this weekend. It was such a beautiful weather weekend. I think by far the best one we have gotten so far. And, hey, there's a lot to feel good about. It was It was one of those weekends where you could do nothing but be outside for the entire day. But... A lot's going on in the world around us. And as always, we start the show every week with a little bit of news. So, Tay, a woman, we're going to go to the beautiful Pacific Midwest, Quisseline, Washington. A woman there was rescued by firefighters after she dropped her cell phone into the hole of an outhouse in the National Park in Quisseline, Washington, and she tried to retrieve that phone 
When she did, she fell in the outhouse and she had to be rescued by the local fire department after about a 15 to 20 minute wait down in there. She did recover her phone, but Uh -uh. it doesn't necessarily sound to me like it was worth it. Leave the phone, bro. (laughs) Well, I don't know. No phone is worth enough to me to, to dive into like a grimy outhouse public use toilet. Absolutely not. I don't even know how deep those things go. No. It's basically either like a grand or you know, yeah. basically embarrassing yourself imagine, royally. Imagine like the the grime though. Like imagine the disease. No, uh-uh, not for me. Yeah, not I would I would also take a pretty big time pass on that. And what I if, don't think it's worth it. Do you want your last like say that's like quicksand basically? You want your you, you don't know you don't know how deep those things are. You want your last day to be you actually just drowning in feces? No. This story <laughs> from the Associated Press also says that she was quickly washed down and quote strongly encouraged to seek medical attention oh, after being exposed no. to human waste Ew, end quote. Rough. But the fire department said that she only wanted to just leave, which is kind of a surprise, but this does sound like a pretty traumatic incident, but like you said, one that easily could have been avoided and one that I would have not gotten myself into. I feel itchy just thinking about it. Itchy is one potential word that you can use. I don't like it. Itchy, disgusting, a, a variety of adjectives that I just don't really care to use, but let's get into some happier news. This is from NPR. This is just a little further south than Quisling, Washington. Maybe Antarctica, maybe a, a, a British uh, property of Antarctica. And there's a post office there, the Antarctica Penguin Post Office, and it's hiring. So if you are good at sorting mail, selling postage, postage stamps, and maybe even counting some penguins, this job could indeed be for you if you're listening out there. This post office is in Port Lacroix, Antarctica. It's also known as the Penguin Post Office. It's a popular tourist destination. It receives just about 18,000 visitors each season. And it is also filled with thousands and thousands of penguins. And like I said, it is British territory. They are hiring post officers. And this sounds like quite the adventure. Uh, I'm gonna say this is this is not the job for you out there because this is the job for me. I want this. I would. This is my dream job. There is no internet access or cell phone reception. I wouldn't have to reply to anyone ever again. Satellite phone calls are <laughs> costly, and it says that staffers would have very minimal communication with home. That sounds like the dream. I mean, I'd miss my parents. I, I call them like daily, but see, it, it would be a pricey satellite phone call if you wanted to reach them. But, but think of the penguins. I don't need friends when I've got penguins. <laughs> there is a photo here of one of the of the penguins at this adorable British base and the post office, and it does look quite fun. You know, it's funny that we saw this this morning because I had a dinner with a, a friend of mine last night who was my roommate freshman year of college. And he said that one of the places he wants to travel to, we were talking about things we want to do after graduation. He says, I want to go to Antarctica and check that out. So it's funny that this occurs right after him and I had that conversation. You 
obviously also want to go to Antarctica. Heck yeah. I'm down for like any weird experience like that. I, if I got the opportunity, I, I couldn't say no. I have to go. So Taylor Swift is surprisingly once again in the news. She has made some more news and she is the inspiration for the brand new name of a new Millipede series. <laughs> Not a new album or concert release date or maybe announcing a tour or even a, nothing. She's, she's the name of a new Millipede. So she has over 200 songs to her name. Now there is a Millipede. Derek Hennon, who is an etymologist, and he completed his PhD at Virginia Tech just last year, recently discovered a Millipede series and named it in Taylor Swift's honor. The Millipede is now the Swift Twisted Claw Millipede, the 32-year-old Hennon, Wanted to name this after Taylor Swift because he said, quote, his her music has gotten him through some very rough times. He keeps a couple of CDs of her in his car, which shout out CDs, I suppose, an old medium that's gained new life for this guy. And it's inspired him to name a millipede after Taylor Swift. So mark this under things I never thought I was ever going to hear. So are but you but interesting. Would you be honored or offended? <laughs> I would be honored to really? have a species of insect named after me. But like a millipede, bro? <laughs> I don't know. You're getting kind of picky here. I, would you want a species of spiders named after you? No, absolutely not. No, I don't like bugs. I don't want any of this. I, I don't want people to associate being scared with my name. Or maybe I do, actually. <laughs> but hey, this is, this is not your ordinary millipede. The... Epidemia, they're the epidemiologist. No, it's the Taylor Swift the millipede entomologist. now. Entomologist. <laughs> there's a lot of, there's been a lot of news about epidemiologists in the news recently, so I've obviously defaulted to that. But he said that the this new millipede should be pretty well protected because it pretty much is entirely in a state park in Tennessee. So come on now, Tennessee is a beautiful state. No, nope, don't want a it. A protected state park. I would gladly take if someone called me up tomorrow and said we want to name a millipede species after you, I would take that in a heartbeat. I wonder how close. Taylor Swift found out about this. Like, you know, do you, do you like tweet at her and be like, yo, I just named a millipede after you? Congrats. It does not say I in this NPR article. This. It really does not say she's not quoted in this story. I hope she knows. Hopefully. <laughs> if it was published in NPR, hopefully it, it made the yeah. rounds enough to find her. Yeah. So later in this show, we're going to talk about things that you may be afraid of mm -hmm. out there. First time we've done that in this, the history of this show. We're just challenging the boundaries of what we do on the radio. But <laughs> this is perhaps something that could take the cake. So this is Kenosha, Wisconsin. This is the Associated Press. And just a couple weeks ago, someone was on a routine trip to the dentist, but it was anything but routine. An Illinois man inhaled a dentist's drill bit and had to go to the hospital to get it removed just a couple weeks ago. So he was obviously getting his teeth worked on by the dentist. Routine appointment. I think it was filling a cavity. And all of a sudden, the, the, the doctor that was, that was working on him said, oh boy, I just lost my drill bit, and the, the patient, Tom Yossi, who is 60, swallowed it, but didn't even realize he did. The, the doctor and, and other people at the dentist's office quickly acted. He was taken to a, a medical center in Kenosha, 
and it, it was trouble initially because the the drill bit was so deep that normal scopes couldn't necessarily reach it, but they were able to find something that did, and it was able to be removed safely. But if it wasn't, he could have lost part of his lung. I grew so up this was high stakes. There. This is a close to home story for me. How so? I grew up close to there. Oh, Kenosha, <laughs> Wisconsin. I thought maybe swallowing a drill no, bit was in your past. I am, hopefully, that's never in my life, but I am already terrified of dentists. Like, when I have to go to the dentist office, someone has to drive me because my whole body visibly shakes. Um, so this would just not be good for me. I don't mind the dentist at all. Because I, uh -uh. when you're done with the dentist, your teeth are all shiny and white and clean. I'm like white knuckling, like fingers digging into my hands, scared when the mouth, when the dentist has to work on my mouth. So the funny thing is that the, the doctor who removed this drill bit said that colleagues in both Michigan and also Ohio have also reported very similar cases of a drill bit being swallowed. So this, this is hitting That's a little bit common? close to home for you. Oh, I don't, mm-mm. Good luck getting me to go back to the dentist. Oh, no. But, Tay, your your teeth would fall into pretty remarkable, you know, yeah, disrepair. Yeah, but imagine, like, losing a lung because you swallowed a drill bit. <laughs> I okay. don't know. I don't know if that's a trade-off I'm willing to make. So we have another story from the Associated Press. This is from Weatherford, Texas. And I don't know if you saw this story on social media last week, but a this was junior college baseball, and this was a pretty bizarre story so a Texas junior college baseball conference has suspended a, a pitcher, multiple players, multiple coaches for multiple games each after a pitcher tackled an opposing hitter after he hit a home run. Now, North Central Texas College, a player named Josh Phillips hit a home run and he was rounding third base. And I don't necessarily think he pimped the home run or mm. showboated too much, but obviously something made the Weatherford College pitcher, Owen Woodward, mad. So when Phillips was rounding third base, Weatherford tackled him, which made both benches clear and, and almost the entire North Central Texas program was suspended. And that team might have to forfeit two games because assistant coaches pitchers players support staff were all suspended but this was just an absolutely massive brawl after a play in baseball that i have never seen before someone literally being form tackled rounding third base i just did you see the video i didn't see the video we but can like... post it on twitter for for anybody interested at amazon 89 underscore wdvm because this is a sight to be seen i think we just need to remind these guys what sport they're playing not football. I, I will say, though, here. Owen Woodward, the the pitcher for one of these colleges, it was a form tackle. It was right in the midsection, didn't get his head involved. It was a clean play, and it was a big hit. So I just, like, I want to know how bad the taunting was. If you're saying the taunting wasn't that bad, then I believe you. Because if the taunting was bad, you would you would say something about it. Here's another so, one. Like, both of these teams are scheduled to play each other oh, again no. this weekend. Imagine the rivalry. So, oh. in your opinion, is there going to be potential pushback again? I don't think they're going to even allow them to play each other. I bet the game gets canceled. It sounds like the North Central Texas College might not have enough players. Yeah. So, I, hey, I just, North Central. You went to North Central High School. <laughs> I did just get a text in saying, quote, 
that baseball player got rocked. So he did. I got to see this video. We will <laughs> post that video on Twitter at Amazon 89 underscore WDBM if anybody out there is interested. But another busy Monday after a really a beautiful weekend in mid-Michigan. Lots going on. 517-884-8989, as always, is the telephone number. You can also tweet the show at amzon89 underscore wdbm let's get to our traffic and weather before hitting a break here on wdbm not too much working currently on area roadways yesterday was a bit of a a rough day to travel a lot of heavy downpour in the evening there was a lot of puddling water on the roadways i can attest to that personally after i drove home from tasty twist and almost hydroplane down grand river avenue so there, there, tell you, there was a lot of wet. There was a lot of water on the roads. What? <laughs> but there is a little bit of an accident working right now. Don't worry, I'm a very safe driver. 496 just south of downtown. Accident working there. Eastbound 496. There's also a little bit of a slowdown. I-69 North headed toward Flint. If you're making your commute in that direction, quick look at your weather as well. Not as nice of a day in Lansing today as it was yesterday. Just a high of about 55 degrees today. It's going to get down to 38 degrees tonight. Potentially some rain showers early this afternoon, becoming maybe a steady rain into the evening. Chance of rain 70%, and then it will be partly cloudy tonight. But traffic and weather on Amazon 89, as always, is brought to you by Impact89FM.org, your one-stop destination for the latest music, news, and sports headlines for Michigan State, mid-Michigan, and beyond. You're listening to Amazon 89 on WDVM with Luke and Tay, and on the other side, we're going to talk about something that isn't necessarily so popular. It's fears. Yes, Tay, we're going to talk about fears up next. We just painted a picture of a beautiful, sunny, and enjoyable weekend, and now we're going to talk about something that's not as sunny as enjoy or enjoyable. But you're listening to Amazon 89 on WDVM. to AMs on 89 on WDBM East Lansing. Taylor Holterman and Luke Sloan, as always, here to take you through your morning commute until 10 a.m., just like every Monday morning. But this is our second-to-last show, so we're, we're a little emotional over here today. Hey, t- still a ton of radio time left. Tons of radio time left, but got, not enough for me. <laughs> one hour here is just 
four after nine here in, on the East Coast, plus two hours of radio in a couple of weeks. Plenty of time. Well, we've been talking about a lot of things today, mostly some strange things happening in the headline. As always, if you're interested in getting involved, you can text the show at 517-884-8989. That's 517-884-8989. Or you can tweet us over on Amazon 89 underscore WDBM because we're about to talk about our fears. Oh, boy. Um, so that's exciting radio content. But very before we get into it, we have a special guest over on Guest Mike 2. Guest Mike 2 is, is live. Who I would like to introduce themselves, if they would, please. Dungeon, and I'm just uh, I'm just sitting in with your regular radio show host today. And how are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty Gives good. The vibes. It's it's early, but um, manageably early. All right, cool. That's fine. That's all we need. That's <laughs> that's the energy we have over here on Monday mornings. That's nine o'clock at this point. Everyone everyone's week is already underway. Sure. The coffee has the been coffee brewed. has been brewed indeed <laughs> and consumed. I didn't get any of that coffee. <laughs> hey, we got a coffee maker over in the kitchenette. We can get that rolling. True. Oh, yeah. All right. So let's get into this. Um, I want to talk about fears because last night I went to go to bed and I was trying to put my chair back and I noticed that there was the fattest spider I've ever seen in the house in my entire life. I'm talking like palm, big spider, like palm size spider would, would, That's not would take bad. up room on my palm. Hey, no, that's bad. Sounds like something from a zoo. Uh, that, could, that could be kind of fun. No, okay. But this, so, it's right next to my bed. And I have a terrible fear of spiders. So I called my housemate over from the opposite side of the duplex. I was like, bro, are you scared of spiders? Can you come take care of this? All my roommates and I are scared of spiders. I don't know what to do. He comes over with a cup, right? We scare the spider into a hole in the wall. Haven't seen it since. It could have crawled in my mouth while I was sleeping for all I know. Um, you have to get some drywall and, and patch that hole up. Yeah, so I don't even want to think about it, um, but I am still thinking about it. I can't stop it. So today we're talking about fears. That's that's the solution so I've come to. So that is the origin story of that's why we're going to talk today. about this on the radio yep. today. Yep. Very interesting. Because I was, I was str- I'm talking stress, sweat, sweaty palms, hair standing up on my arms, nasty. It's just a, a harmless little spider. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-mm. Can't mm-hmm. do anything. To so you. I know, I know that this fear is irrational, but I can't help it. So now my question to you is, what is your irrational fear that you can't help? You know it's dumb to be afraid of that thing, but you just are afraid of it anyway. See, this is kind of a funny one. I feel like I'm prototypical a little bit in this regard. Yeah. I'm not a massive heights guy. Like they're not my thing necessarily. Right. But more of like an. It it definitely depends on the circumstance because I can ride roller coasters. I don't mind tall buildings, sports stadiums, stuff like that really doesn't bother me. But every now and again, when you get those dreams of you like falling, mm-hmm. you know, you know those dreams of yeah. you falling when you when you are are shaken awake, falling, I have like I have a fear of like falling off a large building or structure. I know it will never happen. And it doesn't deter me from, you know, going to the tops of the tallest buildings like I was you know, I've stood on the, the glass floor at the CN Tower in Toronto, yeah. and I've been to the top of the One World Trade Center in New York and Manhattan. So I actually I don't think that's Manhattan. Nevertheless, I don't like I guess it's not necessarily heights, but like falling like those falling dreams are the worst. Those are the worst. That's the worst bad dream that you can get, in my opinion. I used to be Manhattan. afraid of spiders when I was younger. <laughs> 
But now I've come to the realization that spiders are just harmless little things um, going about their business. So I'm just not an adult yet, is what you're telling me. I suppose. <laughs> what about but you? But spiders are they're, they're just doing their thing, like any of us, any of us. Well, the thing with your falling phobia is is that it doesn't help that um, whenever you go on a roller coaster, you have dreams about falling that night because your body still feels like it's falling. I don't know. I don't know if there's necessarily any correlation between me getting them right after I ride roller coasters. They're quite random. They they could occur on pretty much any day they want. But um, I, when you guys mentioned you were talking about this, I was delighted because I actually. You know, uh, uh, me being neurotic as I am, I, I actually happen to know the technical names for my phobias. I have two that I know of. One being thalassophobia, which I understand to be very popular. Um, well, very typical, that is, which is the fear of open water. If you oh. have ever been in the ocean and you look straight down, you can't see more than 100 feet down, and you have this nagging fear that a fish is going to come up and eat you like in Jaws. And watching Jaws was probably one of the biggest mistakes of my life. Um, for this reason... Uh, but let me tell you what, thalassophobia, I'll see like stuff on TikTok and stuff of, of people mentioning it and being, and, and showing pictures of like just the ocean where you can't see very far. And that, that always gives me, that always horrifies me. That's why I'm so glad I live in Michigan because that's, that's pretty, pretty uncommon. Yeah. But I don't mind the open water. I don't either. I find it more relaxing and and you know I like being on a boat. Any, like anytime I'm on a boat, I feel like it just reminds me of vacation and not working and and yeah. and relaxation. So I, for me, it's kind of the opposite. I love water, but I can understand like the fear of the unknown mm -hmm. of what's in water. Well, it's not just being on a boat is the thing. I'm fine with being on a boat, but when you're in the water and when you like are your eyes are open and you look straight down and you can't see anything. When you're like actually swimming, that's horrifying to me because I, I find it more fascinating i can see the little fish you want to be a deep sea diver luke i i wouldn't mind it cool i don't think i'm qualified we can go get scuba dive training i'd go with you i would i would probably go scuba diving if given the opportunity but like i said i would need some kind of formal training but what goes right along with that and and i guess you i don't know if you can relate to this based on what you just said but i also have ichthyophobia which is a fear of fish um, if I go fishing, I, I get the tiniest little small fry on the end of my hook. I cannot hold it for the life of me. It just scares me somehow. Um, and, and, I'm you terrible know, at fishing, so you, so you're, you're better than me in that regard because I can't, they, they don't even come near me. Right. So I am out on that. And there are some specific fish, like I couldn't watch river monsters because it would, you know, it like it'll jump scare me whenever they like jump cut to a fish that has like teeth or something. Oh. Even looking at like a like a mature salmon how they get all like that hump and stuff. <laughs> it's so scary to me. And in long-nosed guard like you know oh my gosh. If anybody ever needs to like um to, like scare me like out of hiccups or something like that, that I guess that's how you do it. Interesting. But that's also like that's also like torture to me. <laughs> I've been holding fish since I was like a baby cuz we we and are I'm the a fishing family, man. I got fish pictures don't of me even, holding fish. Oh, they uh, don't come in my zip code. I <laughs> I can't fish at all. It doesn't matter if it's a pond, lake, ocean, puddle. If I attempt to fish, I will be lucky to maybe attempt to get one. The the fish, I, I I'm, I'm just terrible. I don't. I'm a very patient person, so I don't think it's that. I don't know. If you have fishing tips, I need them. Badly. I've got plenty. We can talk about them later. <laughs> well, the my bait is good. And the weirdest part about me with ichthyophobia is I, I hate fish, but I love fishing. 
Um, which is the strangest thing. I know, I know. I love, I'm delighted to get into the boat. I'm cool with putting worms on a hook. I'll, I'll cast it out. I'll sit in the boat for three hours and get sunburned. But the second the fish is on the line, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my favorite part. And I get the fish into the boat and I'm like, okay, now what? Interesting. Somebody want to take it off the hook for me? So you just can't fish alone is what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. And I don't eat fish either for the same reason. Yeah, I don't like the f- taste of fish. Luke, you like fish, don't you? I love fish. Yeah, see, so I'll seafood. catch the fish. Yeah. You eat the fish. Any kind of seafood, any kind of shellfish, love fish. Well, I'll, I'll catch him. You take him off the hook and he can eat him. There we go. <laughs> Perfect cool. combination of three. <laughs> I can't catch him. Lord knows that. <laughs> All right. I, so I have, I have a follow-up question to fear you know is rational but can't help it. Um, what is like your biggest all-time fear? Like fear you will never be able to conquer fear. Hmm. Because for me, I don't like sharks. You don't like sharks, so you no, wouldn't go like in like a shark cage underwater. No, I would uh, not go either. in a shark cage. I wouldn't say it's like a <laughs> deadly fear of mine, but I, I will not go swimming with the sharks. I think that is just a blasphemous idea. See, I have claustrophobia. Mm. So that's just like a fear I I can't face because it sends me into like actual panic. And it just like I like I can't even, I don't even like elevators. I will take the stairs any chance. Like I don't care how far I have to go up on the stairs. It's good for you. You can get your exercise. It's great cardio, but yeah. like I feel like a little wuss. <laughs> Because I'm like, I won't get in that elevator because I'm scared Hey, you're better for it. There's, (laughs) you know, there's many societal sayings. And one of them is, oh, take the stairs. You can get your exercise in. Yeah. So that actually plays really well into a very healthy habit. Yeah, I guess. So in a roundabout way, that that ends up benefiting you. It's less cool than saying I'm scared of sharks like you, though. Well, you're like, I'm scared of sharks. Everyone's like, yeah, I'm like, I'm scared of elevators. And people are like, you weirdo. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> Nobody thinks they're claustrophobic until they see like a video on YouTube of spelunkers. Oh, and yeah. Cave you, cave yes, divers. Yes, cave divers. And you have to like drag yourself through. And yeah. sometimes they'll be like, it's so tight that we couldn't wear protective gear. I'm like, then don't do it. Yeah. Fun fact about cave diving. When I first went to Mexico with my parents, I was like 15 or something. I actually went on a cave diving like expedition and I got maybe 500 feet into the cave we were supposed to explore, had a panic attack, and they had to like help me swim back out, and then we missed the entire expedition mm-hmm. because I couldn't, I couldn't handle only having like a headroom to breathe. I, would, I wouldn't want to go in a cave. It just yeah. doesn't sound... No. I like taking in nature, you know, looking at the sites and big, airy, open... I'd look at the cave. I wouldn't go in the cave. All right, so to round this all out, what's a fear you you have conquered or you're going to conquer? Probably not sharks, so I'm going to have to think <laughs> of a different one. No sharks. I, I thought a dolphin was a shark one time. I've explained this story to you before. So. Oh, yeah. I, I So I have conquered, I think, mostly my fear of public speaking. Like, I still don't enjoy it. You were um, once the treasurer of a public speaking I club was, on campus. And that's the reason. So I came to MSU. Public speaking <laughs> is, is now a, you're proficient in it. I came to MSU knowing I was terrified of public speaking. And as a journalist, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. So I, freshman year, like second week, joined a public speaking club for two years and just never looked back. Now it's, I know that I can go up there and like BS my way through any presentation i have to give i hardly prepare for them anymore they still make me a little uncomfortable like i wouldn't want to just do it every day but i'm fine with it now why are you not in the club anymore you could have been president 
I could have, but like it took up a lot of my time. And it was, it was, I, it was time for me to move on. It, I, it served its purpose in my life. Understandable. And now look at you on the radio every Monday morning, being judged by everyone who's listening. <laughs> every my everyone in my family is shocked that this is my <laughs> like career path. <laughs> radio is a. It's a different form of public speaking, though, because, you know, we're here behind a microphone. We're not on TV. I can't or anything. see I see everyone. Face. Yeah. yeah. So it's, you know. I can walk on the street after this, and everybody that I walk past on the sidewalk has no idea what I was just doing. No, I don't know. Unless I say hello to we them and the they power. recognize. A few people have recognized my voice before. People can hear us all the way from Alma to Jackson to halfway <laughs> to Grand Rapids <laughs> to Howell, Michigan. I had someone on a ask sunny day. me. The other day, if I was doing, if I was the person who did the weather and traffic reports on the radio, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> you, see, you, but you informed them. I know, it's just weird. I was like, I don't know how to respond to that. Your reporting may have forced them to, to bring a coat out or like, something. Like, remember an umbrella, yeah. Yeah, you, you kept them warm or dry. You're doing, you're doing God's work. True. Keeping the people safe. That's the thing. If you start doing a voice, you can pull a Gilbert Gottfried and, and nobody will recognize you. True. You know, <laughs> maybe I should just change my voice up a little bit. I mean, maybe not. Maybe not do his voice exactly for the radio, but yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. So, do you think facing your fears is necessary? Oh, absolutely! It's a very healthy thing to do. You should face your fears. You need. You always need a different challenge or a mountain to climb. You know, if you uh, if you're not striving for something at the moment, something that you know might be uncomfortable or unknown you know there always needs to be something actively going on that you're looking to overcome some kind of challenge or obstacle so i agree well it depends on the fear in my case for the thalassophobia thing i feel like to a degree me being from up north you know i'm from a very watery area i can't avoid it completely or else i don't get to have any fun in the summer i don't get to go in lake michigan um but if you have a fear like falling like you just mentioned um where is that going to negatively impact your life by not facing it? Are you going to, is falling really like a big part of your career or like? It could be if I decided to be some kind of stunt devil. No, you know, something. you know, you know gonna... when it's going to impact him is all the times I ask him to go to skydiving and he keeps saying no. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I just don't want to skydive. It's too, too expensive. I'd rather spend my money on like, you know, another sporting event or something. Are you going to pull like a Cat Stevens and like not spend enough time with your son because you're afraid of falling? No, it's not going to ruin your life, you know? That's fair. True. I'll just take my son to a football game instead. Spiders. Spiders, on the other hand, that I need to get over. I'm paralyzingly scared of spiders, and that just, that that is impacting my life. Yeah, if it makes your life worse, you should overcome it, you know? Yeah. If you got to call your your, uh, uh, sweet mate every single time you need a spider taken care of, Someday maybe you won't have a sweet mate. Oh yeah! Last time I lived alone, a spider crawled onto my bed, and I slept on the couch for two weeks. So um, that oh. that is it is negatively impacting my life. But your, your comfy bed was missing you. <laughs> yeah, I've grown since then. Now I I sleep in the bed. I'm just scared the whole time. It was time. the spider's bed then. <laughs> yeah, it's not my bed anymore, bro. <laughs> All right, well, that wraps up us just talking about our fears to the void. Um, if you would like to share your fears with us and potentially have them read out on air, please feel free at 517-884-8989. That's the text line, 517-884-8989. You can also tweet the show at amazon89 underscore WDBM. Or you know what? Let us know what you think of our fears. Are we ridiculous? Should we conquer these fears? I 
would love to hear from you. And you know what? If that means you're going to roast me for my fear of spiders, fine. I, I don't even care. Personally, I've gotten a lot of flack for the fish one over the years, especially being from Leelanau. Everyone will always ask me, oh, Jeremiah, you want to go fishing? No, I, uh, no, he can't. He's afraid of fish. So it is what it is. You yeah. know what? You can yeah. take it. It's fine. I can take it too. <laughs> Something I haven't missed living in East Lansing. <laughs> so let's get into your traffic and weather. Traffic looking rather clear for a Monday morning at 9 a.m. The usual slowdowns on the entrance and exit ramps on 496 if you're heading towards downtown Lansing from East Lansing. Um, not too much of a slowdown anywhere else. The entrance and exits to Michigan State University off of 127 and Grand River looking clear and good to go if you're making your way to class. The weather for today, it's uh, not as beautiful as it was this weekend, but it's not too cold outside. We're looking at a cool 54 degrees outside right now and cloudy with a low chance of precipitation. I'm going to get up into the mid-50s today. Later on, around 11 with some rain showers, but that's probably about as warm as you're going to see it for the rest of the day. Traffic and weather are brought to you by The Undercurrent, Impact's flagship news storytelling program on air every Sunday morning at 1030. You're listening to AMZON 89 on WDBM East Lansing, and we'll be right back to wrap up the show yeah. after the break. Why you calling at 11.30 when you only want to do me dirty? But I hit right back because you got that, that, yeah. Amazon 89 on WDBM. 13 minutes before the top of the hour here on WDBM. New Music Monday is up next per usual. But, Tay, for a segment when we talked about our fears, I thought that went pretty well. I do too. You know what? It's not too scary to talk about them. The scary thing is when they actually show up in your life. Hopefully... A spider doesn't crawl into the studio or something. That would be unfortunate. If we do, you're going to have to finish the show by yourself because I will be paralyzed in the corner. So I will just simply take the spider outside and and let it roam free. Thank you. You you would want to murder the spider, I'm sure. Not necessarily. Like, I'm okay with whatever as long as it's not near me. Okay. (laughs) That's very fair. 517-889-889. Wow, I am blanking. 517-884-8989 is the telephone number. It looks like I haven't had enough coffee this morning. <laughs> you can text us using that number. You can also tweet the show at Amazon 89 underscore WDBM. But there's still a lot to get into on this Monday morning. A lot 
going on in the world around us in Twitter trending, including, I'm sure you've been following this, Tay, Elon Musk's very, how do I want to put this, very, very full of effort attempt to buy Twitter. How much have you been following this? I have not been following that much at all. Elon Musk is very hell-bent on buying Twitter. So your thoughts on that are what? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't have full time to assess this. Pretty bizarre, isn't it? Well, so give me the rundown. Well, the, the I'll, I'll pull up the official trend right now just so we can be punctual here. Okay, okay. The trend is, well, it's just Elon Musk. But there's also another trend a little bit farther down that is, hold on, let me find it. Oh, it's, it's of course, I, I it just, disappeared like, now. But Elon Musk is... He wants to buy Twitter and kind of mold it in his image. See, that's the that's the problem. Is like, you're gonna buy this and change it. Like, what's wrong with Twitter the way it is? Yeah, it says that the the new news today. This is being reported by Bloomberg Business. Is that Twitter is in its final stretch about a sale to Elon Musk, hmm. and that sale could be done as soon See, as Monday. I feel like if Elon Musk buys Twitter. It would it's, be a lot of money. A well, lot of, not even, a not lot even that. Of money. I just feel like if he buys Twitter, Twitter isn't going to be Twitter anymore. I hope not. You know what I'm saying like I, I love feel Twitter. Like, I feel like he's he's gonna he's gonna really change what I because he seems like one of those guys that's like you know I'm a visionary and I can make things. He is he is one of those guys who's like I'm a visionary and I can make things better than anyone has ever made them before. Which which to me feels like not leaving like. Why else would he want to buy Twitter? Do you do you think that how much how much would it change in your opinion? I don't know. I can I can imagine him like just implementing new things, like turning Twitter into something completely different. Like I could I could see it still being Twitter and like the branding and the marketing being the same, but like taking it completely in a different direction. I could see that happening. We're going to follow FCC rules here, but let's just say that there is a B in front of how much Twitter is worth. Oh, boy. I'm reading a New York Post article right now, and it's saying that Twitter may announce that it has accepted Elon Musk's offer potentially later today. Their board is reportedly meeting right now. Apparently, the talks still are fluid, but... This could be. I wonder if this is going to be like a move, a Jeff Bezos Washington Post kind of move, where you're just like, I just want to shovel a bunch of funding into something. Perhaps. I mean, or if this is going to be like, I want Twitter because I want to make Twitter my vision for Twitter. That is true. I guess when you have so much money, right? Do you just want to spend it on something? Yeah. Uh, That that would make sense to me. Birthday is in the news today. Happy 82nd birthday to Al Pacino. Mm. Are you uh, familiar with his work? No. <laughs> I, there, there's a hilarious photo right here on Twitter. I'm holding it up to you of Al Pacino and Robert De Niro playing basketball in New York. So happy birthday to Al Pacino. What Decorated. Is what, is, what does Al Pacino even do? Oh, he's a, an, an actor. actor, right? Yes, yes. You, uh, you're not familiar with his work? No. He, oh he God, starred in the, the Godfather. He's the Godfather guy? Yes. The God, yes, he was the Godfather guy, says Tay. Wow. Obviously, you're not that big of a Godfather. No, I fan. haven't watched that. I just know of it. You just know of it? He was in Jack and Jill? 
So, so, so hold on. Time out, time out, time out. <laughs> so you've never seen The Godfather? Uh, no, and I have no plans to ever watch The Godfather. Why? I'm not interested. I don't care. <laughs> you don't care? There's not a single part of me that ever has been, that has ever been like, you know what? I should watch The Godfather. Are you in Ocean's 13? The Godfather is one of the greatest movies of all time. I don't know if I trust your taste in films, no offense. Um, I could but pull I up, feel like I could we've pull never... Up, I could pull up a number of rankings right now, hmm. and it wouldn't just be my taste. It would be a top 10 film as rated by a number of film critics and media outlets. Anyone who thinks that Toy Story 2 is better than Ratatouille just doesn't have a say in my book of films. Yes, but I could look up someone... I could look up a... I, but, I, I could but, look up any... Me, me, like Rolling Stone, we'll just say Rolling Stone. If Rolling Stone has a list, which I'm sure they do, of the top 10 films of all time, The Godfather would be in it. That means nothing to me, though, because Rotten Tomatoes also said that Toy Story 2 was better than Ratatouille, and they lied. Well, <laughs> see, this is just simply, In my opinion. <laughs> this, is, this is just simply, I don't know, I think, I, think you're, I think you're being a little out of bounds here. You need to see The Godfather. So... Another trend, this is in the world of entertainment, Kris Jenner is in the news, and she's receiving quite a bit of backlash for allegedly being very rude to someone who was driving her around Los Angeles, and even Khloe Kardashian kind of corrected her and took sides with people who think that Kris Jenner is being rude to the driver, but, you know, death taxes and celebrities not treating people properly. Yeah, so. do we expect anything less at this point? Like, do we expect anything different? Are you a Kardashians person? Because I am I'm I, not. I don't care about what they do. You're not I, an avid watcher of Keeping Up With absolute, the Kardashians? I don't think I've ever seen an episode in my life. I don't know what they do. I don't keep up with them. I I don't know. I think their lives are boring, to be honest. <laughs> they're so, so they're so unrelatable that they're boring. You see, that's very true. <laughs> I I think that is the proper take. I don't yeah. agree with your take on the Godfather, but <laughs> I think that that is easily the proper take. So today, we talked about this in the first segment. Is World Penguin Day? Mm-hmm. Did you know that? I did not, but I love me a penguin. Maybe I should go home and watch March of the Penguins instead of The Godfather. So a lot of people on Twitter are tweeting about World Penguin Day. And you, there's actually a a whole Twitter account that is at World Penguin Day Aww. that celebrates World Penguin Day. And you said that you're a big penguin oh, fan. Oh, I love penguins. So happy birthday, it, in a, in a sort of way to you. I, I should penguin go day. see some penguins somewhere today. I think that's the conclusion we've come to. Should we to. take a trip to the Potter Park Zoo? Yes. I think that would be fun. We should go see some penguins. Absolutely. So moving over to the world of sports, did you watch the end of the Pelicans-Suns game last night? I did not. It was a, a very good game. The Suns still don't have Devin Booker. He is injured right now. He has a hamstring injury. Oof. But... The, the Pelicans won in New Orleans to tie that series up at 2-2. Series two, is tied two. now. And the, the, the Grizzlies and uh, Memphis Grizzlies, or the, yeah, the Grizzlies and Minnesota Timberwolves are also tied at 2-2. Two, two. did watch that game. So the, the top two seeds in the Western Conference are ha- facing some pretty so stiff first-round battles. Who you got I in think, both series? I think, I think both 
I think Phoenix and Memphis both win in seven. I, I see those two series going to seven. I back that. That was going to be my take as well. I <laughs> the the Pelicans are extremely likable. I, I they they might be one of the best NBA playoff stories in in recent memory, in my opinion. Since when do we just agree on sports? That doesn't happen very often. No kidding. This is how much sports did you watch yesterday? How much sports did I watch yesterday? Yeah. I I not much. <laughs> That's really a shame because it was a heck of a weekend in sports. So I, Aside from Miguel Cabrera's 3,000th, which I was able to be in attendance to see, and that was a lot of fun. I tend to be currently just keeping up with the scores of the games and seeing who's where and what, and then, you know, not actually watching the games. And then once it gets a little more interesting, we're a little farther in, then I'll start, you know, actually cheering for people and, like, watching. Did you watch Phillies Brewers last night, perhaps? Why would I watch that? Because you're a baseball fan. (laughs) Kyle Schwarber was ejected of the Phillies in the ninth inning, and it was an absolutely grand display. He slammed his bat down, slammed his helmet down, was pointing around. I thought it was a blast. Didn't get tackled, though, unfortunately. No, he did not get tackled. (laughs) But we have reached the end of another Monday show. And as we always do at the end of Monday shows, we, we grade ourselves on how we did. It's, it's final, the final exams are approaching. Our final exam for the show is approaching because the next time we hit the air will be our last. So if you had Which to give us a grade. Which is not to, next week, by the way. No, it is not next week. Because we have I, actual I have an, exams next week. I have an exam week. next yeah. week during the time of our show. Can't make it happen, So I, I will literally be working on an exam at this time next week. So I will not be here. Send out but, the good vibes if you're. If you're feeling yes. generous. <laughs> but luckily, the week after that, we will be here and on the air. But for today, how do we do? 4-0. Would you expect anything less? This is our second to last show. Of course I'm going to give us a 4-0. We could have done terrible and I'd still give us a 4-0 because I'm going to cry. I'm so sad. <laughs> There's no crying in radio. Oh, there might be next in two weeks. There's no crying, There's in, no baseball. crying in baseball or radio. Uh... We talk a lot of baseball on this show. It was, it was a pretty momentous show. Thank you, Jeremiah, for joining us. Yeah. There was a lot going on in the news early in the show. And maybe the most robust Twitter trending we've ever had in the history of this program. Up next from 10 to 11 is New Music Monday right here on WDBM. As always, you can check us out on Twitter for all of the latest updates at amzon89 underscore wdbm you can also follow the station at wdbm and if you missed any parts of this show you can find us on apple Podcasts, spotify amazon impact 89fm.org or anywhere you find your podcasts hey i would say that this show is also a perfect 4.0 and i would beg to say that it is the best show that we have ever done in the history of this program you know what i back that song really yeah normally you do not but today and in two weeks i back it (laughs) once again we will not be on the air next monday we will be finishing our exams and and a week from friday walking trying to graduate Mm -hmm. which is extremely (laughs) bizarre but don't uh don't fret Monday, May 9th, will be the final show in the history of AMs on on 89 with us as co-hosts. So the torch will be passed to a a new set of co-hosts that will join you on Monday mornings. But that will for sure be a riveting and very fun show. There is a lot to do. But before then, Mid-Michigan, have a good rest of your Monday. Have a good rest of your week. And a good next week as well. We will see you on Monday, May 9th 
for the final show of Tay and I's Amazon 89 career. Let's have a Monday, East Lansing.